Come on in, sit back and relax. You're listening to another episode of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Eskowitz, founder of Ezra Group Consulting. This podcast features interviews, news, and analysis on the trends and best practices all around wealth management technology. Our topic for this month is advisor experience. And we chose this because we feel advisor experience is one of the most important criteria for a successful software product. We work with a lot of fintech firms, a lot of software providers in the wealth management industry, and advisor experience is very important to them, as it is to their clients. Uh, a large portion of our clients are wealth management firms, enterprise wealth managers, who also see advisor experience as critical to their success. So if you are running a fintech or an enterprise wealth management firm, custodian, asset manager, or TAMP, and need some advice and guidance on technology strategy, advisor experience, or operational improvements, you should run, not walk, to our website, EzraGroupLLC.com, and fill out the Contact Us form on the homepage. Our experienced team can help with RFPs, software implementations, evaluations of your current platform, and more. You can take advantage of our free consultation offer by going to EzraGroupLLC.com. Now, today's guest is Sean Brown, CEO of YCharts. He's been CEO since 2016, and he oversaw some rapid growth at the firm, as well as their acquisition in October 2020 by PE firm LLR Partners. Now, LLR has a broad fintech portfolio that also includes Archer, which provides middle-to-back office solutions to the asset management industry. I can see some synergies there between these two companies. Now, before Wide Charts, Sean was president of a startup called Seven Ticks. Uh, at seven, the number seven, T-I-C-K-S, like a ticker tape, which provides, which provided outsourced managed trading infrastructure for buy-side and sell-side banks, hedge funds, and prop trading desks. Another interesting uh, business there. Sean was a guest on our podcast, Wealth Tech Today, um, way back on episode 74, which was October 2020, I believe. So you can check that out if you want to hear uh, other things that Sean can talk about. Now, before we get started with this interview, a couple of quick housekeeping notes. Please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Make sure to check out our sponsor, the Invest in Others Charitable Foundation at investinothers.org. And now, let's kick this thing off. I'm happy to introduce our next guest on the program. It is Sean Brown, CEO of YCharts. Sean, hey, welcome. Craig, thanks for having me. Good to uh, good to be on your show. I'm always happy when I can get some time on your busy calendar to get to talk to you a bit about the market, the industry, why charts, what's going on, trends, and just general happenings. How are things in Chicago? Great. We're uh, you know Chicago. This is the three or four month period of time where Chicago is the best city in the world. So <laughs> really, really enjoying it. It's the it's the other seven eight months that aren't quite so great. So. Glad to be on in the happy times. Isn't it more like three or four weeks? Unless whether it's it's you got winter it, until like June, it, and then you get a couple of weeks of summer. Then it's, it's it's longer than that, but it's <laughs> it's far short of six perfect months. <laughs> I love going to Chicago. I can't wait to come back. Uh, so, can you um, let's, let's uh, jump right in? Can you give us the thirty second elevator pitch for Y charts? Sure, we're um, we're twelve years old, and we are almost exclusively focused on enabling wealth advisors uh, and also asset managers. And, and the value prop that we try to support them on are two things. Number one is we help them develop insights 
on markets, securities, portfolios, et cetera. Uh, in addition to that, we help them communicate. So we think it's really, really important, not only that you have an insight, but that you can effectively communicate that to your investment committee, to your social media following, to your prospective customers or to your current customers. So two things, uh, insights and communications. So why did you add the communications? Because you were, you were really heavy on the insights when you first started out. Um, what made you add the communications part? A couple of things. Um, one is that we, we, we think the job's only partially complete if you can help people with robust analytics on what's going on in the markets or characteristics of a security or portfolio. We think ultimately, um, you know, we have almost 10,000 customers, the vast majority are wealth advisors. And as we talked to them, we realized a bigger challenge than knowing the markets and knowing the characteristics of portfolios was effectively communicating that. And we came to that realization just by talking to them every day, but we also did a study uh, a couple of years back of advised individuals, not advisors, but the advisor's customers. And those customers said, my wealth advisor is awful at communications. I don't hear from them enough. When I do hear from them, it, it's with generic and not specific and timely content. And the most powerful thing we heard from them is, I forgive my advisor of these sins while we are in the midst of an 11 and a half year bull market. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a suspicion bad times may be somewhere around the corner in markets. And uh, if my advisor is not communicating better, they're going to lose my business. And so it was at that point in time, Craig, and guess what? The, the markets did turn. They, they turned early this year, late last year. Um, that's how we came upon it. And we just said we were going to be doubling and tripling down on helping them communicate better. That's awesome. And um we talk about content being too generic. We hear that a lot as well, that they really want personalization. Everything's becoming down to personalization. Hyper-personalization is the buzzword. Yep. So getting more specific and actionable and also not just um, uh, actionable, but related to what that particular client needs at that particular time in their life. Yep, absolutely. If, uh, you know, if, you also need to know you need to know not only what is the prospective customer or current client interested in, you need to know how they want to be communicated with, what the cadence is, and um, what channels they want to be communicated with. So we think we are able to help advisors, um, you know, because honestly, some some customers who are who are at the well into their retirement period and are in fixed income securities, they don't want to hear from their wealth advisor. And if they do hear from their wealth advisor, they want to see them in person and they want to sit down uh, mm-hmm. once or twice a year. Some of the exactly. newer generation, some of the newer generation, they want the weekly market updates mm-hmm. delivered by email. They want to see the Twitter posts. They're going to follow the uh, the podcasts, and they'd like to do a Zoom call once a quarter. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, knowing who you're who you're trying to talk to, how they want to be communicated with, how often and what channels, that's the stuff we enjoy uh, helping advisors with. So this month, we uh, are interviewing uh, industry leaders, uh, fintech companies all around client experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's very important to you guys. 
as well with your with your software. Can you talk a bit about some of the ways that wide charts help advisors to be more efficient and more effective in their job? Yeah, um, a, a couple things I'd say. First of all, you got to make your user interface whatever you're trying to help a customer with. You have to make it super simple. You know, for us. The average age of, of wealth advisors is Craig Wright and your strike zone and my strike zone age-wise, it's it's 51 to 55 years old. Um, I, I don't want to indict you and I as a, as a demographic, but we may not be the most tech savvy. Um, we need a, 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 an easy to use experience. So one of the big areas of our focus is um, to make an easy to use interface. So if you can use a Google search bar, you can use our application, you know, forward, back, predictive search kind of stuff. So thing number one is make an easy user interface. Um, big thing to do once you've got that figured out is if you really, really know your target user persona, you should know um, what they're trying to do with your application and you should predict that and you should make it super easy. So we have a mantra inside Ycharts that we try to make the complex easy and we try to make the easy quick. And um, we make the easy quick. We have some features called quick flows where we think based on a couple of things we saw you do with some keystrokes or, or mouse movement, what you really wanna do right now is compare two mutual funds and some key characteristics. We're not gonna make you go through finding the right tab we think we know what you're doing. We've got a quick flow menu that's up on the right-hand side of your screen. And it says, are you looking to compare two securities? Click here and then just enter the name of those securities and we do it for you. So that's the type of thing. Another thing, Craig, just a quick example and, and, and slightly less um, uh, of, a, of a SaaS experience is we know advisors hate creating quarterly economic analyses. They tell us, you know what, we're not macroeconomists and they labor at the dining room table or in their home office on a Sunday with a, a glass of bourbon to write up all the, uh, all the astounding things they know about the macroeconomy. We've said, we talk to you every day. Um, how about if we create a template for you? Every quarter, we create a quarterly economic analysis. It's got your logo on it. It's got a write up. You can edit it as you see fit. Instead of putting six to eight hours into it, you can put 20 minutes into it and send it to your customers. So I'll, I'll stop there by saying, we, we just think if you know your customer well enough, you're gonna create features and functions that'll exactly do what they are hoping to achieve. That's a big if, if you know your customers well enough. Right? Yeah. And a lot of folks don't, they don't spend the time to understand what they need, what they're doing, how they're using the software, how they're interacting with the software. We talk about target user personas because we, we help uh, firms figure out what those are. And sometimes they're not what they expect and the people are, and users are interacting with their software in very different ways. So with the client experience um, really wrapped around that, how did you design your UI UX to be easier to use besides the obviously making the complex easy, making it easy quick? Are there any other ways you analyzed your UI UX to be easier to use? Yeah, we, we, uh, we make it a regular practice to have focus groups. 
and to sit down with our customers uh, a lot of times on their premises, not as often on their premises since COVID, but we're sitting down with them and understanding what they did 20 minutes before they got to Y charts and what they did 20 minutes after Y charts. And we have found in sitting down with uh, enough advisors that within the advisor community, there are various different user personas when you break up that uh, group of individuals. You know, you've got the pure marketers who are all about like the Josh Browns and the Michael Batnicks and, and the, the Ritholtz team who are about branding with the goal of good branding will bring customers your way. You, you have, you know, the client-facing advisors who are actually sitting down and doing new business development efforts who are part marketer, but part, let me analyze your portfolio. You have very analytically minded sales um, executives who are kind of going out and saying, hey, I'm taking more of a quantitative approach with my clients. You have people who sit in back offices and come up with portfolios and are very research and quant heavy. They may be in the home office. They may be saying, hey, here's, here's the approved portfolios. What we have tried to do is define those personas and then make sure we have a flow in our application that supports how they work. And it, 100% of the cases, it starts with a dashboard, which helps them um, understand what's going on in the market today and configure it to what they think is important. And then from there, the journey proceeds in different directions, depending on if you're the sales-minded or marketing-minded, in which case you may be going to a chart or a comparable table, or if you're more quantitative deep dive researcher, you may be going to build a portfolio in Y charts, or you may be doing deep dive research on a security and going to one of our uh, deep dive tools. So we've just tried to understand the personas and paint a, a logical path, an easy path to get to the flow that they're working on today. That's what it all is about, is, is really getting into their flow and making their flow quicker, less clicks, mm -hmm. Less thought mm -hmm. process, so they can focus on other stuff like you know, generating revenue, bringing yep. in new clients. I'd like to take a break from this episode to talk about our sponsor, the Invest in Others Foundation. The Invest in Others Foundation is running the Invest in Others Awards, which is a program that recognizes the charitable work of financial advisors in communities across the country and around the world. Awards are presented at their signature event, the annual Invest in Others Awards Gala. Over 600 advisors and financial services executives attend this premier event to celebrate those individuals that actively give back to their communities. I've gone to, I think the last three award galas, they had to cancel it for COVID and then they canceled it again last year, uh, 2021. Uh, it was normally in September, October timeframe, but hopefully they'll have it again this year. So there are five categories of awards that recognize, uh, recognize the distinct ways that advisors have made a difference through their work with a nonprofit. So the nominations deadline is April 1st. That's less than a month. Just go to investinothers.org and you can click on the nominate, uh, click here to nominate link and nominate an advisor. Um, if they win in one of the five categories, which are Catalyst Award, Community Service Award, Volunteer of the Year Award, Lifetime Achievement Award, and Emerging Impact Award. They can win, let's say, finalists in all categories, receive $25,000 for their charity. The winners in the Catalyst Community Service 
Next Gen and Volunteer of the Year categories receive $50,000. The advisor who receives the Lifetime Achievement Award receives $75,000. That's a lot of money for a charity, can really help. I've uh, been lucky enough to be on the, the nominated committee, the, no, the awards committee, the judging committee for a bunch of these different awards. It's really hard. These advisors do some great work, both local communities in the US, in South America, in Central America, in Africa, in Asia, across the world, uh, and right here at home. All kinds of great uh, stories, great charities that help people of all uh, ages, shapes, and sizes. You should uh, uh, nominate someone and also donate. Your company will probably match your donation, which provides twice the benefit. Please go to investinothers.org. Thanks. Uh, so we talk about integrations. That's a big issue at, at Ezra Group. We spend a lot of time working with fintechs and working with our wealth management clients on integrating the different solutions. Um, we're coming up with an integration score, uh, which actually should be out by the time this podcast is released. Mm -hmm. That's that, that rates every application on the um, Kitsis Ezra Advisor Tech Map for how well they integrate. So how do applications integrate with wide charts and how, what have you done to make it more seamless? Yeah, it's, and, and that's such an important point because if each and every one of the vendors in that uh, complex Kitsis map viewed themselves as an island, you've got a bunch of uh, swivel chairing to do as a user to get your work done. And that's inefficient in and of itself. So I'll tell you what, what we do. First of all, the biggest point of integration we have is data. Um, we believe that the only way you can develop insights and do effective communication is if you've underlying this is some really robust data. So, you know, we've got 500,000 economic indicators, which we source from government sites, et cetera, everything from COVID statistics to retail gas prices to um, housing starts to GDPs of Sweden. Um, almost 30,000 equities, you know, almost 80,000 mutual funds and ETFs. So we ingest a lot of really great data. That's a big integration. Once the data's in, now you're saying, it, the advisor is saying, I want to analyze my client's portfolio today. You don't need five systems, a portfolio accounting system and a CRM and, and your uh, research and analysis tool to independently have a view of Mr. and Mrs. Jones's portfolio. So the big point of integration we spend a lot of time on, Craig, is how can we make sure whatever your single source of truth is for your client's portfolio, whether that's an Orion or, or, or a, a Tamarack or an InvestNet or whatever your platform is, um, or maybe you've got all your client portfolio things in your CRM or another tool. We make it easy to ingest that portfolio, do the work to analyze that portfolio, potentially making some tweaks, and then push it back. So big thing number, number two after data is integrating around portfolios. And then item number three is uh, with regards to communications. You know, we make it super easy if you want to get a tweet out today or you want to post something on LinkedIn or you just want to put something into a PowerPoint presentation that you're giving. We try to make it very easy for you to push 
um, visually appealing content created in our application off to whatever um, channel you're trying to push it to. So those are the big ones for us. I like the ability to push the content out there because that's really what, what it's all about. If you can create the content, mm -hmm. but it's not easy to get out in mm -hmm. the social media into a statement, into a packet, mm -hmm. into an email, into whatever way you are communicating with the client, it's practically worthless. This is what I'm Yep. Right yep. So um, with all that, uh, all that data coming into your system and all in 10,000 customers interacting with it in all the different ways they can through your application, what type of trends are you seeing in advisor uh, activity? How are they using the product and what's been changing over time? Yeah, great, great question. Um, we used to see uh, a lot of uh, set it and forget it type of behavior with advisors towards their clients' portfolio. It was heavy use of research for, uh, on an episodic basis. And then, you know, periodically you'd come uh, revisit a client portfolio or make some tweaks within our application. We have seen an absolute explosion in the use of our software on a daily basis. And we've seen that it really started uh, in March of 2020 when the pandemic hit. We saw, you know, our, our average uh, site visits in a month explode beyond, uh, you know, a million visits per month. Um, we saw our, you know, one of the SAS ratios that is, is often used as daily average use to monthly average use. You know, we saw our statistics uh, rise from, you know, a 30%, which is very respectable to uh, north of 50%, which means people are using it daily. To, um, to support their businesses. We see every day, multiple times a day use of our dashboard, which means people want to know what's going on in the market. We've seen um, uh, it, over the past six months, we've seen probably even our, our customer base has grown probably by 25% in the last six months, but the use of charting has more than doubled. Um, we believe in, in discussions we've had with advisors, that is because they're getting, uh, being more, both proactive and saying, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, here's some tweaks I want to make and here's a picture to support that or reactive because Mr. and Mrs. Jones are saying is now a time to buy the ARC Innovation Fund or Tesla or the FANG stocks. So we have seen way more than a doubling in the use of our application during turbulent uh, market downturns and kind of recessionary times. That's impressive. Yeah, especially the, um, the, the daily active use versus monthly active use. Yeah. That's, a, that's an explosion. I mean, it's yeah. just people just heads down using yeah. your software all and, day. And, 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 and thank God for a, a truly kick butt CTO and, and engineering team and also the wonderful services of you know, platforms like Amazon Web Services that uh, you really see some spikes happen, uh, you know, when, when you are beholden to and serving capital markets. And, um, you know, it's, it's been wonderful that these times have, have helped us understand, you know, 
truly our scalability as, as, as both a platform as a, and as individual applications. And, uh, and it's been great. Any other stats you can share? Look at the average site visits over a million. User base grew 25%. Anything else you can share around statistics or advisor behavior? Well, uh, we're, we're seeing well over 100% growth in the volume of, of portfolios that are being entered and tweaked in our, in our platform, um, which, says, which is about, um, you know, normally we would see over a six month period of time, we'd probably see the proportionate to the user growth. So we'd normally see a 25% growth. We've seen a hundred percent growth there. Well, what does that tell you? People are spending a whole lot more time trying to make sure their clients are paired up with the right portfolio they're ingesting a whole lot more portfolios from the systems I mentioned, the Redtails or the Orions or, or the other places that were the Schwabs and other places were integrated and saying, it's, I can't be in set it and forget it mode. Um, that's not the right thing for my customer. Um, and I'm proactive about that or my customer is not gonna let me be that passive. I need to be demonstrating my value to them. So those have been the, the major ones. Another one is we do custom email uh, alerts and, and reports, which says, um, hey, Craig's Wealth Advisor knows Craig's interested in staying abreast of five or 10 statistics every, every day or every week or every month and to receive an, an email. Um, we have seen the growth in the use of that tool, um, again, more than uh, quadruple what we would otherwise see and what that's saying to us is advisors know they must communicate more frequently and they're doing more work to automate the communication that they can have with their markets and using our application for that. And so, um, you know, we're, we're spending more and more time helping them more precisely deliver the type of email uh, to the specific customers that they want. And uh, yeah, so those are the big tools we're seeing the most on. We're also seeing a whole lot more interest in um, some of our macroeconomic statistics. You know, if, if on a normal monthly basis, we'd see 200,000 hits of um, unemployment rates or um, the, the CPI uh, consumer price index, we're seeing quintuple or, or, or more volume there. So everybody's kind of interested in what's going on at the macro level now. Well, things are getting complicated. All of a sudden, people are realizing it's, yeah. it's not so easy to figure out what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And, and with, the, with all these different events going on in the world at the same time. Yeah. And, you, you know, it, it's interesting, the discussions we have with advisors, I think there's two ways an advisor can look at this, like, wow, I'm having to do a whole lot of work now that I didn't have to do before, which is, oh, shucks, you know, I, I don't get to play quite as much golf. Um, we're actually seeing advisors saying, this is awesome. This is where I'm able to clearly every day demonstrate my value to my clients. And they're saying, I'm loving the engagement. Yeah, it might have a, you know, maybe I'm working a few more hours a week and, and my vacation this summer was postponed because it's a tough time. But they're saying, now my clients understand why I charge them three quarters of a percent or 1% uh, of AUM per year, they're saying they're clear. I'm earning my fees big time now. And they know I was there um, during the quiet times. They especially know I'm there during the noisy times. Yeah, earning your keep. That's mm -hmm. important. But you also, it's not just earning it, but letting them know 
what you're doing to earn it because you're working, but the clients may not know or may not appreciate all the work you're doing. Oh, I don't, I, you know, in, in my marriage, Craig, uh, it's, it's, I get no credit for cleaning the garage. If my <laughs> wife doesn't know anything about it, I get, I get a lot of credit when, when my wife's away and I say, I, I clean the garage. I, I fixed a few single uh, shingles and I, uh, I washed the car. Um, mm-hmm. I get a whole lot more credit for being a, a terrific husband than, uh, which I'm probably not. Um, but I get a whole lot more credit then than I do when I just leave my, my good work quiet. Indeed. Uh, so thanks for the stats. It's super helpful. Really nice to see some insights into uh, a successful business and a, a product that's being used by so many uh, advisory firms out there. Can you share a bit about your upcoming product roadmap? What can uh, existing clients and prospective clients expect to see from YCharts in the next six to 12 months? Yeah, well, we've got charting in our name. And so we believe it's incumbent on us to be the best at visualization. So, um, you know, we're rolling out some really, um, really great features around things like scatter plots and around canned and customized reports. We're going to see a lot of that. And those are reports that, you know, you, you don't have to start from scratch from these reports, quick configured reports. Um, another big thing is we are rolling out ESG data, environmental, social governance, so that you can look at your portfolios, not just on uh, fundamental or um, uh, other characteristics. You can look at it on ESG and say, I'd like to know, uh, I'd like my portfolio to contain no companies that have exposure to China or to tobacco or that have board configurations that meet my desired needs. So ESG is another big one. Um, Another real big one is sharing of dashboards. We know that sometimes you've got a power user in your office that really has it right on what they're paying attention to on a daily basis. And we wanted to make it real easy for Craig to share with Sean the dashboard and what I'm monitoring and to be able to not only have my own dashboard, but to quickly tab over and see what Craig's dashboard saying, because that was a really well-structured dashboard. And then um, beyond that, integrations, integrations, integrations. We think until our customers tell us you are integrated in all the key areas I need you to be, we've got work to do. And so we'll have, we have some things on the horizon with you know, the uh, InvestNets of the world, continued integrations with the Orions, the, the Red Tails, the Adipars of the world to just make a very seamless workflow. You're speaking our language. We love integrations here at Ezra Group. I know you guys uh, got a really good score in our integration survey. So that's, uh, it's only going to get better as you add more integrations. And when you're talking about uh, the dashboard sharing, is there any thoughts of being able to share sample, like the best practices from among your clients across the base without, give, without giving away any names. Would you say like, hey, 55% of advisors are using the dashboard in this configuration or are using these widgets, maybe you should look at that. that that's a really great point you're bringing up, Craig. And it, it supports a broader theme, which is with almost 10,000 customers, we are able to share with advisors in an anonymous way now what might you be missing out on 
or what are others doing with our tool? Um, we're, we're, we publish monthly, what are the top funds that were screened for? What are the top equities? What are the top economic indicators people are looking at? So we tell them that. The exact point you're hitting on, which is what are others um, dashboarding? We not only are working on providing that at the just kind of the macro level, we're looking to say, Craig, you may have a devoted group of followers that you want to share your dashboard with, or they want to subscribe to your dashboard. We're looking to make that capability possible sometime in 2023. Um, that's the nice thing about having a, you know, a, uh, enough of a presence in the space though, that uh, advisor, being a wealth advisor is not a zero sum game. There's plenty of unadvised people. So you're not really competing with that next advisor. So uh, there is room for more collaboration. We wanna help them, uh, we wanna help them do that. That's excellent. Yeah, I love the, um, the peer comparisons, the peer sharing, show me the, what other advisors are looking at. Mm -hmm. um, you know, top top screen securities, top indicators, all that's super helpful. And that that makes your system more sticky because mm -hmm. they can't get that elsewhere, and it saves them time. They don't have to go searching through all the indicators, searching through yep. all the reports, which yep. I'm sure you have many, yep. and to find out which ones I like. Well, here's what everyone else is like, and let me just try those first. Yeah, I save a lot of time. Yeah, you know, I, I go to Amazon. Amazon makes it real easy for me. Netflix makes it mm -hmm. real easy for me to see what people like me are doing. Mm -hmm. um, we want to do that for advisors. Mm -hmm. um, they're all smart. Uh, they're coming from different direction, but sometimes it's nice to get recommendations. Mm -hmm. um, when, and, um, you know, the, the great thing about being a software company is we know who's using our software, when they're using it, and how they're using it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes you can find a clone type of, person who's doing things very, very similarly or a cloned um, cohort. Mm -hmm. And you can quickly say, hey, if you, if you don't mind, um, we've noticed mm -hmm. some of your patterns look like this. Would you be interested in some recommendations, all privacy concerns mm -hmm. right, addressed? Right. And, and maybe we can help you understand how you could be doing things a little bit better or differently. Excellent. That's really, that's analytics, real time, providing feedback to the clients in real time. And how you you build loyal loyal customer base? Yep, that's that's what we think. You know, we've uh, we've got an average. Uh, our average customer stays with us over seven years now, which means we're doing some things right by them, and we continue to challenge ourselves to say, how can we continue to do right by them? Well, we need to continue every day to re-earn their business, and let's do that through more and more innovation. To, um, you know, Craig, we did a, a survey. And it told us that we're saving our clients uh, almost a half of a day per week of time. And um, that thrilled us because we didn't even bother to ask them too much about how much better investment returns. They told mm -hmm. us you're saving us a half a day of time. And yeah. I've kind of challenged my team to say, how can we get that to three quarters of a day <laughs> of time sure. and um, make this, you know, our the, the ROI on our software is just crazy good. And uh, hey. a, lot, a lot of times my team says that means you should raise the price. Say, no, no, <laughs> we're, 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 we're appropriately priced. Let's just uh, let financial experts in ROI see what a great ROI uh, Y yeah. charts is. Half a day per week. If it's 52 weeks in a year, based on my calculations, that's 26 days they're saving. 26, yeah. you know, man, person days that they're saving in a year. 
Yes. And it, you know, it, it ends up correlating, you know, if you look at the price of our software, it ends up correlating to the fact that if you're on a monthly subscription, it pays for itself in the first four days of the month, mm. you know, huh. well over a 600% ROI. So that's not real hard to explain to people who know ROIs. And uh, I love when I overhear our team giving that discussion saying, hey, yeah. come back to me if when you're a customer, if you didn't prove that out, happy to happy to uh you know give you a refund and haven't seen any yeah so everyone is listening if you're thinking about getting y charts or need a better client experience in your fundamental um investment research and client communication get it now before they raise the price before they realize how crazy things are four days for yourself the first four days that, yeah. that can't last very long so for for prospective clients uh where can they go to find out more information about y charts just come to y charts the letter y wordcharts.com. Sign up for a free trial. No pressure. Come try our software if you want to engage with the human who can walk you through it. Great. And uh, see if it works for you. Awesome. Sean, thanks so much for being on the program, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate having me, Craig. Thank you. Hey, it's Craig again. Here are my top three takeaways from this episode. Number one, YCharts has been around for 12 years and has almost 10,000 clients. Both impressive figures. Really can't call Y charts a startup anymore. They're they're an established vendor in the space. We have them in the investment analytics and research category in the Keats's Ezra Group Advisor Tech map. Number two, Y charts Y charts sees data as one of the biggest points of integration. They bring in over five hundred thousand economic indicators, thirty thousand equities, eighty thousand mutual funds and ETFs, and ten thousand separately managed accounts which we forgot to talk about, but I'm wondering throw that in there. They also have that. So a lot of data they are bringing in and analyzing. Number three, advisors have shifted from set it and forget it portfolios to heavy research usage post-pandemic and especially uh, post-recent uh, market downturn. Y-Charts has seen 100% growth in portfolios entered by advisors, which is 4X what they expected since they've seen a 25% growth in the user base, but 100% growth in portfolios entered. So advisors are really building a lot more portfolios, taking advantage of the YCharts tools. So you reached the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. Please go to our website, EzraGroupLLC.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage, and subscribe to our newsletter. Once a month, you'll receive an email chock full of wealth management goodies, including news, links, analysis, updates, all kinds of good stuff. You will not be disappointed. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you all again next time.